and especially later in life, um, I rebelled and I wanted to have sex and I wanted to have a partner and I wanted to be active. Mm. And I think a part of me thinks about what my life would have been like if I really trusted in God when it came to this area because I didn't. And for years, for years, I was so, so bound by pornography. Like, I was mm-hmm. addicted to the point where I'd watch it for, like, maybe, like, three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be, like, 13. are doing well welcome to a brand new episode of esther rising i'm your host yana i wanted to give a special welcome to the wonderful ladies i got to meet in person at a recent event i was invited to as a guest speaker it blessed me that i was able to freely share about my relationship with jesus and how god works in my multiple businesses and it blessed me even more to have so many women come up afterwards and share that my speech was encouraging on their personal faith walk Firstly, and probably a more permanent disclaimer, is that my daughter is very present in this episode. I rarely get the chance to record while she's napping or napping through the entirety of a recording. So in this episode, she's definitely playing in the background, making little noises because she's banging little toys against little toys. Um, So just embrace it like I have to and work on my patience as a mom. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What I would like to add in this episode intro is that it's important as a follower of Christ to continuously remember that we are so fortunate and privileged that we don't have to do anything in our own strength. So I don't have to record these podcast episodes in my own strength, in my own patience with my daughter. I did not have to prepare my speech for my event on my own because Holy Spirit was guiding me. I did not have to step on that stage alone. I was empowered by God's spirit. And when we are battling addictions or things in the unseen realm, it is the Lord of hosts that fights for us. Both my guests Sarah and I trusted and leaned on Jehovah Rapha to heal our emotional, physical, and psychological traumas. Sarah and I had a long conversation, I think it was over two hours, that revealed a lot of parallels between our stories, even though they are different from each other. And I want to focus on Sarah's powerful testimony, so I intentionally took out my personal sharings for the main portion of this episode, and instead, I'll just share a few things briefly in this intro. So both Sarah and I were molested as little children, which resulted in both of us becoming overly curious about sex, adult movies, and pornography. We became sexually active early, and battled the spirit of addiction, as in porn addiction. Sexual abuse wounds the soul. When a child undergoes that kind of trauma, there aren't sufficient outlets for the rage, despair, and grief that result from that betrayal. And there might be explicit or implied rules about keeping silent and leaving that child with no one to turn to for comfort. So these emotions don't just go away. So rather, they create an inner turmoil that demands self-medication. And without access to therapy or support, the wounded child may turn to addictive behaviors or substances to control those feelings. Anxiety, fear, jealousy, and other primal emotions can immediately trigger the need to pleasure oneself. And often it happens so quickly that the addict doesn't have time to make the connection between the stressor and then his or her reaction to it. 
And because masturbation causes a massive surge in dopamine, it calms the fight or flight response in our body. It can help cope with the traumatic experiences or you begin to use it as a release to cope with daily stressors. It can also become a compulsive behavior that can have debilitating consequences, just as drugs or alcohol. Abuse, of course, also affects us on a spiritual level because it is a spiritual battle that we are fighting. I need to share this scripture again. Ephesians 6.12, this is the AMP version. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. We rarely deal with just one particular spirit, but rather it's a cluster of them. I see it in Sarah's story and I see it in my own story. I see the spirit of rejection, the spirit of addiction, spirits of bondage and disobedience, which is sexual desire, lust, money, workaholic, drugs, drinking, superiority, addicted to self, spirit of whoredoms, sexual sin, masturbation, pornography, exhibition of the body, fornication, orgies, rape, adultery, abortion, as well as spirit of death, familiar spirits, and spiritual spouses, if you have been fornicating. Demonic spirits were just running rampant in both of our lives until Jesus set us free. And pornography and masturbation was so prevalent in my life, and being pregnant with my daughter, my hormones intensified that issue as well as fornicating with her father at that time. I prayed often, I fasted from engaging in sexual acts, which wasn't easy because my daughter's father would not stop trying to convince me to engage in sin. And multiple times I just gave in. And in doing so, I was coming into agreement with whatever he was in agreement with. He wasn't a faithful man, so I was exposing myself to and giving foul spirits, familiar spirits, access to my vessel. And you are doing the same if you are active in the casual sex culture. You are exposing yourself to spiritual entities when sleeping with people outside of marriage. And I thought I would never be able to break this stronghold, but I continued to pray. I began to obey God in a new way. I left the impure relationship and by a miracle, I'm set free. I haven't had any urge it is quite a foreign feeling to not be driven by my fleshly desires, especially because I was somebody that was advocating for good sex in casual hookup culture, and I wouldn't even pursue something long-term with somebody if the sex wasn't great. No longer having this urge to try to cope with what is stressing me out in my daily life is really a new way of being on a physiological level and that also indicates that God is healing my nervous system from years of childhood trauma and trauma I've experienced in my adult relationships. So I thank you Jesus, you're still doing miracles today. Whether you believe in God or not, please take a listen. I think everyone needs to listen to this episode. I'm really excited because I know this message will change people's lives. What made you want to come on the show? Yeah, so to answer that is I want to be able to share my testimony and to have other women and men to be able to know that other people have gone through darkness and other people have overcome. And I want them to know that it's it's a process and, you know, a lot of things are easier said than done, but when you go through the valley when you go through that process that pruning it does end up being very beautiful and you have a huge story that is 
beautiful for other people to witness and listen to and even for yourself personally when you think about all the things that you thought could never be done and when you look back at the the trials that you've overcome and you see that wow I've actually been able to be free (laughs) from things and I've been able to overcome and I want to speak on what God has done for me and what God is doing for other people. And again, we are joined by my daughter, if there's background noise. Yeah, so it's in Revelations 12, 11. They triumphed over him, so the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So just like get straight to it because like we like had like a, just like a brief conversation before. So you've overcome addiction to porn. Do you know how that door opened yes it's spiritual it's spiritual (laughs) i think there's a lot of factors that play into doors being opened i think it's personal actions that people take i also believe that the enemy um, does not play nice i think he he uses trauma and he uses other people's actions to force himself onto you to go into context, I was molested by um, a relative who was quite close to me and someone that's still in my life. It's difficult to admit it because this is a person that I love dearly. They're still in my family and someone I still interact with. Unfortunately, I have to continually see this person. I was molested as a little girl. I would say I was probably like maybe seven, seven or eight. And just not understanding what it was that was happening to me and and feeling like it seems like what's happening to me is okay because this is a relative that's, that's doing it, that's mm-hmm. giving me this information about something that adults do and that it seemed like it's okay that kids can do this stuff. I think another open door is accepting those actions and accepting them as my own too as well where like I would watch movies that would pertain to more of like pornography and even though it wasn't porn itself it would have like sex scenes and as a little girl watching these adult movies you think that this is just how life is this is something that I would do in the future it was an open door because I accepted it as something to be a part of my life and in a not so pure way. There's just so much shame and guilt that comes with it. Yeah. So my question for you is how has that journey been trying to overcome that shame and guilt? Mm-hmm. Is there still like residue from it or is it all? If there's a residue have, of it. Yeah. Defilement piece that yeah. Satan is after. Yes. I did feel that defilement. I did feel that shame and guilt. Guilt that I partook in these acts. Um, guilt that I never really pursued my parents in having information about sex and about um, interacting with other people when it comes to sex. Um, and I think guilt on not really telling anyone. And especially later in life, um, I rebelled and I wanted to have sex and I wanted to have a partner and I wanted to be active mm-hmm. and I think a part of me thinks about what my life would have been like if 
I really trusted in God when it came to this area because I didn't. And for years, for years, I was so, so bound by pornography. Like, I was Mm -hmm. addicted to the point where I'd watch it for, like, maybe, like, three times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would be, like, 13. And then after being freed from the strongholds of pornography and not being addicted from it anymore, the guilt and shame that I experience is more of just, like I mentioned before, of acting in it and allowing myself mm-hmm. to be overcome by it because there are times when I wanted to give up and there are times when I wanted to be freed from it and I knew that it was wrong because I think over the years you would hear things of pornography is wrong and you know sex outside of marriage is wrong and yeah the torment of feeling not worthy because you're not having sex is is so prevalent especially in middle school and high school, people make it seem like you are are such a a stud or like you're such a a hot girl if you're spending time with someone and you have a boyfriend and you're sexually active. It's so um, idolized because I wasn't dating anyone until like I was 19, 19, 20. I think that torment of feeling not worthy, those attacks that I got in my thoughts that I needed to be with someone followed me back home i had this desire to continually defile myself and continually act in these ways um and especially like with masturbation because i felt unworthy i had to continue in pornography i had to continue in masturbation because of course like the oxytocin that you get from that it makes you feel better if we're going to be honest having all these chemical feelings in a way it makes you feel good but then it it continues on that cycle of torment and feeling like you're not worthy and um it just continues that cycle where the forces the demonic forces behind the scenes could could push you further so yeah further away um, from god further away from god yeah yeah i think the issue also is in our society sexual wellness for women yeah is like an exploited industry because it is targeting that that fear of like not being worthy not Mm -hmm. being chosen and then going like but you don't even need a man you can do it yourself Mm -hmm. we have all these toys for you yeah it's so good for you then Mm -hmm. it's just like promoted as like it's so healthy for your body like yeah you know and like and you need to learn your body so that you Mm -hmm. can be a better wife maybe yes there is like some truth to those like statements but Mm -hmm. it's like it's being perverted yeah to just suck women into Mm -hmm. this oh yeah sexual liberation i need to be like sexually expressed i need to be out there my body needs to be Mm -hmm. for everybody to see on social media and it's all this like womb magic witchcraft stuff and it's just all of this the yoni beads and stuff (laughs) yes it is very well packaged deception really when it comes to exploiting yourself sexually Mm -hmm. like when it comes to OnlyFans and there was a time when I did want to actually do that I wanted to do OnlyFans I wanted to I wanted to even be a porn star when I was a little girl because I thought that it was such a great thing. Putting your body out for everyone to see, for everyone to um, indulge in sex cells. saw the reel that I posted, right? Went from mm. sex cells, like literally wearing barely anything. Oh, that, that one, yeah, Posting yes. thirst traps, yeah. just like trying to get that tiny bit of attention. Mm-hmm. And it really just comes from the place of hurt. It does. And not being 
whole in God who he made you to be. Yeah, yeah. without all that. Like looking back, if I had felt worthy and if I felt like if I wasn't down that route of unmarital, premarital sex and if I wasn't down that route of addiction to pornography, I don't think I would ever have bought those toys. Like if I was in the will of God and I had a relationship with him and I knew I knew who I was and I knew that I didn't need all these things for for pleasure, for physical pleasure. It's so easy to just buy into sex because it sells it sells pride, it sells ego. Just this whole finding worthiness in how many people are mm-hmm. attracted to you, how many mm-hmm. people want to date you, how many people want to sleep with you, mm-hmm. and then how many people do you actually sleep with and like your yeah. body count going up. I want to know like when did you stop, like how long has it been for you like without without mm-hmm. um, porn and masturbation because I literally just like finally had like my breakthrough in like maybe March. It was so much continuous and repetitive prayer for me mm. to really just like be delivered from that spirit of lust and addiction yeah. and yeah it's been i think around three years since i've watched pornography mm. what's unfortunate is that i didn't do the exact date of when i stopped because for years i'd be on and off trying to quit and then something would happen or i would feel like i would have these bursts of attack from the enemy of feeling worthless of feeling like i i need to be a part of the sex culture like why am i not accepted in in these certain ways and so pornography was a medicine for me in different ways or i would be triggered where i would stop for a few months and then all of a sudden something would trigger me maybe it was like a guy that i was attracted to gave me attention in some way once I started to actually see pornography as something that's bad, like in a way where it's bad for my body, it's bad for my mind, it's really deteriorating my mind. I'm hearing testimonies of people of just why I should stop watching pornography. Um, I want to know like what God thinks about pornography and, and how I can overcome this. I went to this topic to listen to this one guy talk about pornography and, and he shared his testimony, he shared um, the freedom that he had. He shared that you're less likely to have a good intimate interaction with your spouse because of pornography. He shared it's a lot like an addiction to cocaine where- It is an addiction. It yeah, is like it's an a, addiction. Because it's the yeah. same like chemical, I guess- like Release that they have. Release in your brain. The more you get used to it, the more deformed forms of pornography or the more dark that you the more dark videos that you end up watching the more likely that you'll be okay with rape and the more likely you'll be okay with even watching it and even partaking Mm -hmm. in it and so that scared me i'm actually watching like different things that if i actually look at it from an outside perspective these things are are quite dark what happens if I continue in the next five years? Like what happens to me when it comes to pornography and the industry itself? Other than the fact that it's a billion dollar industry that it overranks the NFL, it overranks um, NHL, you're most likely watching someone that was sexually trafficked, that was sex trafficked. You're most likely watching 
um, children because you don't know what age the people are. You don't know their backstory. You're more likely to have paid money into the perpetrators who trafficked these people. Spiritually speaking, you are advocating for this principality when you are partaking in pornography and when you are being aroused by this. That opened my eyes to the darkness behind it. And I just have watched the Sound of Freedom. Yeah, I watched that, that too. Out. If everybody would be posting as much about Sound of Freedom as mm. they are posting about the Barbie movie. Right. And respectfully, mm. please, why are we so obsessed with Barbie movie when mm-hmm. there is more important movies to be shared and talked about? And it's such a huge issue because the mm-hmm. industry is way surpassing the drug industry and the weaponry industry, yeah. like the money that goes and into it. And it's legal in some areas. You know, if we need to appeal to somebody's logical mind right now, you are one of the yeah. people that's endorsing it. I actually remember there was an altar call um, last year, mm-hmm. uh, specifically at church and pastor specifically. He started with just, if you have any addictions, come mm. to the altar. And then yeah. he was like listing off what are addictions. Yeah. And then when porn addiction came out, I was just like, my spirit was like, you better watch you know, that you altar know you right gotta, now. Like... And that was one of the, I guess, most like physical, response deliverances I've had where pastor was praying over me and my body started shaking Mm -hmm. and then he started speaking in tongues and he's like come out of her whoa what is what's coming out of me right now (laughs) this is so crazy but Mm -hmm. definitely something that just found its home because I was like giving legal access because I was partaking Mm -hmm. in the sin I'd say a moment of deliverance where I was able to break through was coming to God and having him do the deliverance for me and praying about it and confessing it to God. If I didn't want to be free, if I just accepted it and said it was all good, then I don't think God would have in moments taken taken off the hands of lust off of me. I just remember in that moment, I just felt so freed. I felt light. I felt like I was on the top of the world. And I just felt like the presence of God was so, so prevalent in that time. Now that I am seeking God and that I know that the more I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the more I, I put off what the world has to offer, the more I can see him in my life. Yeah, so a verse that has helped me in walking out my freedom, Galatians 5. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not so that you do not do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. 
I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such these things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Looking back at this verse, when I was able to have my freedom, I noticed that instead of focusing on the acts of the flesh, I was able to focus more on what the Spirit does for me. If, if I'm able to partner with the Spirit and practice self-control, then it's easier for me to die in the flesh. It's easier for me to see more of the Holy Spirit move rather than just focusing on not having sex, just focusing on not watching porn or focusing on not masturbating. How are you with forgiveness toward that family member? With forgiveness, I've noticed if I focus on it being other spirits behind people's actions it's easier to forgive in regards to the family member if i focus on him doing me wrong then it's easier for me to fall into unforgiveness to hate him and if i do that then i don't think in the future i would be able to pray for him i'd be able to be someone that would lead him to god like, I know God can free people if they ask for it, if they seek him. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. I just have to remember that I can't hold things against people. And I really just don't have a right to hold things against people. It's the unforgiveness that also gives Satan legal right Mm -hmm. to prevent certain things from like breaking through in your life and actually coming to pass because there's an actual Mm -hmm. law and court system yeah and god is the ultimate judge so thank you so much Mm -hmm. for being my guest and i'm very proud of you